Hey there, lifestyle, clothing optional thrill seekers. Ed and Phoebe here, and we've got a spicy announcement. Brace yourselves for Libertine Events 2024, the ultimate takeover experience, and it's gonna be wild. Find your tribe with Libertine Events, where you have access to private group chats, host-run seminars, and event surprises around every corner. Dive into the sultry world of Miami Vices this May, but hurry quick. It's already 70% sold out. You don't want to miss this opportunity to hang out with hosts like We've Got a Thing, Casual Swingers, Hump Day Quickies, and Expansive Connection, along with the driving force behind the whole event, Wanderlust Swingers. Save the dates in October because Libertine Events is bringing the heat to San Antonio with Senses 2024. We'll be there, as well as Average Swingers, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, Casual Swingers, Expansive Connection, DJ Life of Spice, and of course, Wanderlust Swingers. Be sure to use promo code SWINGERU, S-W-I-N-G-E-R-U, when you purchase your tickets to spice up your experience and support Swinger University. Once again, that's promo code SWINGERU. S-W-I-N-G-E-R-U at checkout. Get your tickets by clicking on the link in the show notes or visiting swingeruniversity.com slash libertine. You're listening to The Swinger University with Ed and Phoebe, an educational podcast about swinging. Nothing in life comes with a manual, so our intent is to provide a concise podcast to help make sense of the complex and fluid nature of sexuality and swinging as a hobby. You will hear about our growth, challenges, and excitement through our personal stories. We will offer our suggestions on what works well and what doesn't each step of the way. We appreciate the existing Swinger podcast community and hope our offering will enrich an ever-growing sex-positive society. This podcast discusses sexuality between consenting adults and is intended for mature audiences. We are not licensed professionals, and this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Our first two episodes got you thinking about swinging and talking to your partner. This episode discusses terminology that you will see in profiles, here at events, and in conversations with your new friends. We're going to guide you through most of the common swinger lingo, so you're ready to interpret all the terminology you'll be encountering. Please know that these definitions are compiled from our experience, Webster's Dictionary, and other friends from the swinging community. Since sex is fluid, these definitions tend to change a little based on the community. We'll ease you into the lingo by starting with something we're all familiar with. Phoebe, why don't you begin with our first definition? Our first definition is vanilla. This is a term swingers use to define those who do not swing. You may find another fellow swinger saying, what are you doing this weekend? And your response would be, oh, I'm going to a vanilla event. They would say, oh, say hi to your family for me. So they already know that the vanilla event is usually family or an event with friends that do not swing. The barbecues, the birthday parties with uh, 
aunts, uncles, cousins, friends from work, etc. Which, of course, leads us into the next term that you'll hear thrown about, which is vanilla hunting. <laughs> it's not as violent as it sounds. And really, vanilla hunting <laughs> refers to finding random vanillas in real life and chatting them up in the hope of converting them, at, at least for an evening. Right. We have several friends who enjoy this sport and partake in it uh, randomly as they're traveling about. And have some really good success. We have not deployed we, their techniques, but we, yeah, we have heard their... There are some specific cues from particular bartenders. I guess if Certainly. they spend a lot of time chatting with you, that is a clue. Yeah. We actually had that experience this oh, yeah. last year. Actually, we did. Or actually, earlier this year at uh, an event, <laughs> we went out for dinner and we hung out in a bar and the bartender seemed to spend an awful lot of time talking to us and mm -hmm. inviting us to come back for breakfast the next morning yes oh my gosh it was very we'll just call it it was a missed opportunity on our part yeah. because she was definitely throwing out a bunch of signals yeah so wish we had our cards then exactly so <laughs> look for the signals and you <laughs> never know you may have an adventure that you weren't expecting the next term swinging the practice of engaging in group sex or the swapping of sexual partners within a group, especially on a habitual basis. Right. A and common basis. Having consensual, non-monogamous relationships. Yes. Which leads us into a little bit more commitment, which is polyamory. Polyamory is the practice of or desire for intimate, long-term live-in relationships with more than one partner, with the consent of all partners involved. In a sense, it's an open relationship, but one that's long-term. They either live together, or sometimes they just have an open relationship with someone who doesn't necessarily live with them, but it's an accepted long-term, almost, almost boyfriend-girlfriend kind of relationship mm -hmm. uh, over an extended period of time. Listening to a bunch of other podcasts, uh, Life on the Swing Set, etc., we've heard lots of descriptions about this as being as complicated as having a normal relationship with a boyfriend or girlfriend and then adding that extra layer on top of it of having an open relationship, which is, you know, complicated in and of itself. Mm -hmm. Heck, having any kind of long-term partner is complicated and yes. there's lots to deal with. Didn't we meet a couple that at one of the pool parties, he traveled a lot and he, when he traveled to say California, he would spend time with his primary partner, but then because he like literally traveled a lot to say Washington, I don't remember where it was. Yeah, yeah, he'd stay with his secondary yeah. relationship partner. We we also met a couple who was in Costa Rica with us. They showed up on the I think almost the last night that we were there. They were traveling together, and it was uh, a, a man and two women. Um, oh yeah. And one was the primary relationship from a previous <gasps> relationship. Right. And the new girlfriend was very open to involving this previous girlfriend and they, they all traveled together. Right. Right. The old, the ex-girlfriend. I remember this story. They broke up. He moved on, got a new girlfriend. 
she somehow came back into his life and said, look, I really miss you. And he's like, well, I've got a new girlfriend. She's like, sounds great. The, the more the merrier. <laughs> right. I, I have to have you in my life and this works for me. And he's like, all right. So the, yeah, the three of them, they travel together and they, they were very sexy. Oh God. Yes, they were. Unfortunately, they, they stayed up late and slept in early and <laughs> yes. we weren't able to really connect with them more than a couple evenings. So but... slept, stayed up. Yeah. Late slept in late. Yeah. 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 I know. And then we had to leave. So sad. Vacations do have to end. Unicorn. A unicorn is a single female that typically plays with both the man and the woman of a couple. However, just the women are known to play as especially when a couple is new to the lifestyle. Many people we have found find this safe, a safe way to ease into that type of partner sharing. So the man will sometimes watch, uh, sometimes he'll participate lightly in a soft swap scenario, which we'll explain what that is. But it's a really nice way for women to connect and play and you get to see and experience sex in a different way right without involving all people at the same time yeah and i think a lot of it comes down to a, a couple who doesn't want to feel threatened and having another man in the room sometimes threatens the male mm -hmm. and women tend to be bisexual and wanting that outlet and so it's kind of a safe mm -hmm. way for both partners to to play and experience something right. without, you know, him having to watch her with another man, which I think is hard for a lot of men. Um, the, the other aspect to that can be a woman who is full swap and they both the partners are, you know, the woman's bisexual and the male wants a female partner and she, the unicorn, in a sense, becomes a toy for the couple to play with. Mm -hmm. And she becomes an integral part of their kind of dynamic as yes. they're playing. And so they, yeah. they both have their way with her. Right. So unicorns are commonly referred to as unicorns because they're so rare. Opposite of the unicorn is the single male. They're everywhere. They're not hard to find. And you can throw a rock and hit a dozen single males on any lifestyle website. Oh, yes. As a matter of fact, most of the profiles that you will read will say, not no, interested in single, single males, male. right. we'll contact you, don't contact us. <laughs> no, I, I get it. You know, men are naturally inclined to want sex. Uh, we're all oversexed, and I, and I get it. And there's a lot of single guys running around going, wait, what? You guys Free all sex? get together and you get what? naked and have sex. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> Cuckold. A male that enjoys watching his female partner have sex with another male. Often does not participate in activities. Yes. And we have we have found this uh, quite often yeah. in the lifestyle. We've we've seen it, we've observed it, and uh I I found that fascinating. I I don't know how they, they can not participate, but they that's where they're at. There's a an extra level of cuckolding, which is that the male is actually not allowed to participate. Now, there's a oh, slight variation yes. on this, which is actually something called the hot wife, where the guy just really enjoys watching his wife have a good time. Now, 
cuckolding is a step beyond that where he's not allowed to participate. And mm-hmm. in a sense, it's a form of domination, which we'll get into in a little bit. Mm. The, the kind of the opposite term for hot wife is stag. And that's the male equivalent of the hot wife. And that's that the woman loves to watch her husband have sex. She's not forbidden from participating, but she just really enjoys watching her man have sex and hmm. is, is perfectly happy just watching him enjoy himself. Stag. Stag. Yeah. So we've got the hot wife and we've got the stag. That's fun. I yeah. like that term. Stag. Mm, stag. You pulled that one out. I didn't know about that one. I know. I've got all these terminologies floating around in my head. I'm a bit of a nerd. Okay. Cuck queen. So this is the female equivalent. Mm -hmm. A female that enjoys watching her male partner have sex with another female, but does not participate. So this is the other thing where it's a form of domination and she sits back and has to watch as her partner Mm -hmm. ravishes some woman. Mm-hmm. And she merely has to observe and is not mm-hmm. part of it. Mm-hmm. Not our thing, but it's a thing for some people. I've done a so pseudo version of that. Oh, yeah, but you were playing I, right up to the minute where you were worn out and you were like, okay, I'm just going to, I'm going to coast at this point and just watch. Want an adventure that will give you memories for a lifetime? We've been on three bliss cruises, and they were filled with daily sexy activities, great conversations, evening theme parties, and exciting memories. There's something for everyone, no matter where you are in your lifestyle journey. All are welcome. Book your cruise through our link and create your unforgettable experience, moments, and smiles. Visit swingeruniversity.com forward slash vacations and book your trip today. There's a there's a point where I really like to watch, and then I have to start touching because I just can't take it anymore. <laughs> exactly. Like I have to participate. You'd be a terrible sub. I, oh God, yeah. You'd have to tie me up, which I would hate. So right, I, like I said, it would be just be awful. You're just a bad sub. You just like to touch too much. I I would be. All right. Bisexual versus straight. straight. Straight, obviously. You know what straight is. Someone having sexual orientation to persons of the opposite sex. That's right. Your common heterosexual relationships all fall into that. Exactly. Bisexual, a romantic attraction or a sexual attraction. Oh, sorry. Romantic, sexual, or sexual behavior towards both males and females or to more than one sex or gender may also be defined as romantic or sexual attraction to people of any sex or gender identity, which is also known as pansexuality. Right. And, and there's lots of sexualities. We're not going to get into all of them because the, the dictionary actually exploded at some point over the last few years mm-hmm. with all kinds of these variations on sexuality. We're going to cover the basics on, on this. The next one we're going to talk about is by curious and as it sounds it's someone who's curious about bisexuality they're heterosexual uh, predominantly but you know they're kind of curious what this same sex thing is about both males and females Mm -hmm. and there are a lot of profiles that we've read where women are 
categorizing themselves as bi-curious. Mm-hmm. They're not convinced that they like women, but, you know, women are awfully soft. Mm-hmm. And they they smell good. <laughs> Sensual and sexy. I think I might want to try some of that. Why not? Exactly. And and we've we've encountered friends who don't categorize themselves as bi, but they say, you know, uh, male friends I'm talking about, they say, you know what, if someone, if another man wants to give me a blowjob and it feels good, why the hell not? Right. And it's interesting. We hadn't experienced a lot of bisexual males in the Mm -hmm. lifestyle for probably the first four years we were in the lifestyle. Right. And in the last two years, we've almost run exclusively into a bunch of bi-curious bisexual males. It's yeah. it's kind of crazy. It's nice. I, I like it. it. Because why should women just be the, the, I don't know, the only ones that are interested in that? Just because I identify as a straight female and I'm curious about women and I enjoy women... And I, but I pr- predominantly want to be with a man. Why can't a man have the same desire? You know, it's kind yeah. of those. I think it's those social constructs and definitions exactly. that keep it being more less acceptable for a man, but more acceptable for a woman. And, and actually, for a long time, it was very underground in the lifestyle, and most men who were bisexual or bi curious would not put it in their profiles because right. it was a red flag for most of the right. other couples Couple. who are on the sites. Mm-hmm. But honestly, like I said, in the last couple of years, we've noticed a very large percentage of men who are being open with that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know that I'm, maybe that was a bad way of phrasing it. I don't know that there's a large percentage of bisexual males, but there are more bisexual males that seem to be out about mm-hmm. that. And we have a number of friends who have come out recently in terms of their bisexuality, mm-hmm. which, which is fascinating and, and very interesting. And I applaud them for their openness. It's great. In the lifestyle, you will also find or see terms that say bi curious from the waist up or bi curious from XYZ. And so as people, women, men are trying to define where they're at, as they embark on this journey, they start to try and label themselves in a way that's comfortable for them. So I've seen buy from the waist up, which is, you know, kissing and breast play. Who doesn't like boobs, right? I I love boobs. (laughs) Always love boobs. But and th- and this is something that I actually f- struggled with because while I appreciate women and I think they're very sexy and I don't mind at all complimenting or pointing out a sexy woman while we're walking through the mall. Hey, honey, look at her. Oh my God, she's she's really got it together. Look at her, and and you will be like, mm-hmm. Definitely. You know, I I love that. I. I'm not threatened by other women and, but I found myself in this struggle of being a straight woman, but not, 
identifying as bi. So I thought, well, I could, I can label myself as bi curious and be comfortable with that for now. Right. Because I found that I was, it was too overwhelming to get to this. Um, well, it was like being and, fully and committed place in my life where I'm like, Oh my God, now I have to redefine my entire sexuality. Right. Am I, Am I really bi? Am I not bi? I don't know. Oh, my God. Have I secretly been bi? I don't know what's happening. <laughs> right. And, and you're, you're, in a sense, committing to this definition of yes. yourself. And then there's an, you, you had this mental expectation yes. of what that really meant. Right. And what other people, people thought it meant. Right. And you don't want to get stuck in a situation where, like, well, you said you were bi. Well, what, I don't even know what that means, really. Like, Right. Well, and, and the thing I think that, that finally helped you to kind of get past that was just because you label yourself as being bi doesn't mean that you love or are interested in having sex with all women. Exactly. Just, just because, because like I'm some women doesn't mean you like all, all women. women. Just because I'm straight doesn't mean I like all guys. Exactly. And that's the mental hurdle that right. you finally were like, oh. Ding. Duh, this makes so much more sense if I think about it in, like, heterosexual terms, right? Like, reframe the, the question in, in, a, in a way that makes more sense to what you're used to talking about. Right. Yeah. It's, you don't have to be 100% committed. Right. It's, it's up to your personal preference. Exactly. I don't love all women. I'm not interested in having sex with all women. Okay. A lot of women, but not <laughs> all of them do have my preferences one direction or another. Right. But yeah. there you go. I know it's, it was funny that I, I don't know. It was why. a growing process. It was a growing process and, you know, mentally reframing and trying to think through all that. And so now I just say, sure. Yeah. I'm by. I can appreciate women when I want. And I've... Oh, and you have. I have. And it actually, it's been really fun. Yeah, now that you've kind of... It's dove in. I'm like, ooh. It's like, you know, you're exploring your sexuality and you're expanding your experiences and you're like, oh my God, that's what she tastes like. That's what she feels like. That's See, what it feels like. Oh so my God. So listeners, what you're hearing that's is... That's what it smells like. Phoebe's now in her experimental years. <laughs> She missed it in college, I and so did. now it. she's reliving her experimental I years. Know. Now that we've uh, fully embraced <sighs> the terminology, so you too can fully embrace terminology and potentially explore your sexuality. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So the next one, one of my personal favorites in terms of terminology, is play. So one of the sponsors of the Bliss Cruise, the erotic adult travel. Uh, we're going to steal from them. We're going to borrow from them, but we're going to credit them. And that's Doug and Barb from Erotic Adult Travel. They define this very well as sexual activity and or physical interaction of a sexual nature with someone other than your partner. Now, see, I like to just think of it as it's play. It's fun. Mm -hmm. You think about having a, a play date with another couple. It's this fun playful, mm -hmm. exciting thing. Mm -hmm. And and that's what it's supposed to be about. You and your partner having fun. And usually for us, 
It is. It's exciting. It's joyful. We're laughing. We're oh, giggling. Yeah. Great conversations. We're having good conversations. Funny. We're cracking the other couple up because it's, it's so much fun. It's fun and it's sexy and it's hot and it's joyful and it's, I just, it's play. We truly believe that sex is fun. Fun. Yes. <laughs> so much fun. Isn't there a podcast, Sex is Fun? Yes. There is, and that's what started us down this path. Sex oh, is Fun did. podcast. That's right. You we appreciate it. them. Yes. <laughs> you started all of it. Started it all. <laughs> all right. Let's get into some more specific terms. Soft swap versus full, full swap. Soft swap is anything short of penetration with a penis. Kissing, touching, oral, finger banging. Yeah. And oftentimes you will see a reference to uh, penile penetration as penis and vagina or PIV. And that crosses us over into full or hard, hard swap. And we've seen it referred both ways. And that's everything's on the table. Now, that doesn't mean that couples don't have rules, but you're basically saying intercourse with other people. Mm -hmm. So full consensual sex with a partner who is not your committed partner. Now, I mentioned that there's rules. There are some couples that actually leave certain things out. One of the things uh, most commonly is anal sex only right. for their partner. Mm -hmm. Another one that we've heard occasionally is a no kissing rule. Mm -hmm. There are a number of couples, not that often, but we on the cruise actually heard a couple that was a no kissing couple. And yes. of course we immediately, okay. Confession time. We love kissing. Hmm. Yes. For for us, it's it's the big foreplay before you even do anything. As a matter of fact, starts everything. We often refer to it as the audition. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because honestly, if it, it, and and this may just be us, but a couple that can't kiss, we're not convinced they're going to be very fun in bed either. Or if, or if, and when or I say can't kiss, meaning. Maybe you're not very good at following the other person's lead. So if a man is kissing me and he bites my upper lip on the upper left-hand corner, I'm like, ooh, he likes to bite and nibble. I'm like, okay, I'm going to reciprocate that back. And so then I nibble on his upper lip or lower lip. And so we kind of have this dance, and it becomes a dance right. of lip passion and... It's, it's very playful. fun, and it also indicates to me that he can follow direction. He can lead, and he can also follow. Right. And that's really important to me as a woman, because as I'm giving him nonverbal and verbal instructions during play, if he can't listen to those instructions, that's not going to be a good experience, and I'm going to leave. Exactly. And and we'll find that there will be partners who will be overly aggressive, prematurely yes. overly aggressive with their kissing, maybe a little too toothy with it. Or and, they've got some hair pulling and it's hurting your neck and you're like, whoa, 
Okay. Right. And so for us, it's a it's kind of a precursor to what the experience might be when we go past kissing. Exactly. So we really, we, besides the fact that we really enjoy kissing other people as well as each other, we also feel that it's a, it's a bit of an audition to see mm-hmm. how well they're going to perform and uh, respond Bond. to this, this dance. Yes. If you will. All right. Some people, some couples, and and to to just kind of cover up the whole rules thing, the no kissing, the no anal thing, these are things that couples often feel are too intimate to share with someone beyond their primary partner. While we respect that and we understand that, it makes sense kind of like on an intellectual level, we're a little bit conflicted about it in, in many respects. And we've heard this from other people as well, and that is, okay, you can go down on her, but you can't kiss her. One of those seems a lot more intimate than the other, but we understand that. I do understand that because for for a brief period of time, I did not like, I had the no kissing rule. We didn't implement it, but I had it in my mind that that was too intimate yeah. for me well, because we... it is very, I don't know. It's, it's intimate it's very and passionate. I, it's passionate, and I didn't understand that you could be passionate with somebody but not and, and still be separate. Right, right. Because I didn't have those experiences, I didn't understand how that worked. And it in my head, it didn't compute. So now I get it, and and now I love the kissing. Yeah, and, and, and obviously... I can be a little enthusiastic with that. And we've had some experiences in the past where I've been a little overly enthusiastic and you felt a little threatened by that. And, and we've, you know, we've worked through some of that stuff, but it can be hard to watch your partner being really passionate with someone else. Exactly. So there you go. It's a thing. All right. DTF. Down to To fuck. fuck. You will see this on profiles. It's quite simply a couple that is down to fuck. Uh, skip. They skip the conversation. They don't talk about the weather. They don't talk about the kids. They just get together and they have Straight a good time. Straight to business. Yep. We've seen that from a number of couples. You know, it's like, hey, look. We don't like conversations. You're here for the same reason that we're here. Let's go. Let's just do this. <laughs> Let's get it on. All right. Hey there, podcast listeners. You've been tuning into our episodes, but have you ever wondered about the steamy details of our adventures or maybe hungry for some sultry, erotic stories? Well, guess what? We've got something special just for you. Our exclusive Patreon page. It's like a VIP pass to the saucier side of our world. So if you're ready for an exclusive behind-the-mic experience, head over to our Patreon page now. Trust us, this is where the magic happens. See you there, patrons. Separate play. Do you want to talk about separate play? Sure. Uh, Some people, some couples, feel that this offers each partner the ability to focus on their new playmate without distractions. Common 
term that we've also thrown about is swingers ADD. Mm. I have a little bit of this too. We're in a playroom. There's a dozen couples around us. Everybody's having sex. There's some, there's just hot shit going on all around us. Oh yeah. It's really distracting. You're like, what's going on over there? What's What's going on over there? Oh my God. Do you see what she's doing? What is that? (laughs) Oh my God. Who's touching me? What's going on over here? I know. Oh, do you hear that? (laughs) Oh yeah. She's getting it. She's getting it good. (laughs) And it's freaking distracting sometimes in group settings with a lot of people playing. But I think, I honestly, I think we've gotten good at this multitasking. We've gotten better. We've, we've gotten, gotten much better, better about it, it. It is definitely sensory overload in the beginning. But you do get better at s- simulating all these, the smells and the sounds and the right everything. So to combat that, to counteract that a lot of couples you've got your primary partner on a bed next to you you've got this new partner underneath you or on top of you whatever you prefer i'll take either one (laughs) it's distracting sometimes to see your primary partner enjoying themselves maybe too much maybe not enough worrying about if they're okay exactly there's this mental tug Mm -hmm. of war going on while you're engaged in this amazing experience with someone different and honestly it's it's not fair to anyone at that point so some couples feel that this loss of connection with the person that you're engaged with at the moment really can be helped by a little bit of separation so either separate beds in the same room maybe you can touch them maybe they're a little bit farther away from being touched within eyesight and you know they're not doing anything you don't want them to do right but at the same time you can kind of turn away a little bit and you can hear them in the background but they're not the focus right so that same room but separate right all right different room would be each partner is in a different room you don't see them you sometimes the room the doors are open so you can hear one another right i know some couples that do that some couples even close the door and or completely separate parts of the house yes or different well different house but that's kind of like hall pass which we'll get into right so then the next version of this separate play is dating separately. So this really is an open marriage or an open relationship. Not only are the partners in different rooms, it may not even be at the same time. Sometimes it's referred to, like I said, as an open marriage or an open relationship. And there, we've met a number of couples who do that. They are so comfortable in their relationship and so trusting and confident that their relationship's not at any risk at all. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the, the, the ways that this happens, which we'll talk about next, is the hall pass um, business trips, as an example, mm-hmm. where um, partners are in different cities. Yep. And they're like, look, I know how horny you are all the time. And I'm horny too. So let's just take care of it. Right. But we're not in the same place. Right. 
Or when partners at a commission, maybe they've had surgery or maybe that's not feeling it or. Yeah. We've heard that too. Where we're, you know, one of the partners, they're coming down from some cold or some illness exactly. or, or they're just like, you know what? I'm out of commission. I am fucking over this tonight. I'm going back to bed. Right. You can do whatever you want. want. So there's variability. There's a spectrum of what mm -hmm. is commonly referred to as, and this is the next term, hall pass. Right. And that's permission given by one partner to play with another couple or a single by himself or herself. And that's, you know, anytime, any place. And mm -hmm. that's, hey, baby, you got a hall pass tonight. I'm tired. Yes. Long flight. I can't do it anymore. Stayed up way too late last night. We've heard this from a number of couples, and it's it's this yeah. flexible openness that they have with their relationship. And they're like, you know what, honey, I I trust you. I I know you're going to tell me about it later. L have fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Our next term is exhibitionism. Mm. People that love being watched while performing any type of sexual activity. Confession time again. We're both exhibitionists. We love being in a large group playroom and putting on a nice show for everybody. And it's great to be able to look around the room and see all of those eyes looking at you going, mm -hmm. oh my God, look at that. They're, they're so hot. It's, it's a big ego boost, but it's also, it just kind of, it's this like feedback loop. It's like sticking a big basket of flowers <laughs> in front of a bunch of bees. And having them like come to your bed and you're like, and they just stand. Well, I'm exaggerating, but we couples will come by and they'll stand there and they'll be like, hi. And they'll give you the wink, wink and the eye, eye. Uh -huh. And uh, you can give them the little finger and you're like, come on over. Just like <laughs> pat, pat, pat. Here's a little room on the bed. <laughs> come on over. No, no, no. There's plenty of room. We'll make room for you. So fun. So fun. So yeah, exhibitionism often leads uh, what we've found to some great times. And yes. one of the other ways that this has really benefited us in, in our experiences in the lifestyle have been parties. They haven't kicked off yet. Mm -hmm. People are still dancing. People are yep. being a little slow about it. Maybe yep. they're a little shy yep. or nervous. Oh, yeah, we're the so party starters. We will simply jump on a bed, strip off our clothes, and start going at it. And the next thing you know, ding, we're ding, surrounded ding. by a bunch of people also having sex. If not, a bunch of people wanting to have sex on the same bed as us. Right. Or better yet, wanting to have sex with, with us. us. It's all good. It's all good. And, and that, you know, if you can get to that point where you want to be a, a voyeur, I, I know our uh, exhibitionist, I know a lot of people in the lifestyle don't want to do that. They don't want to play in the playroom and they don't want to have sex in front of other people. But we have found so much success in that because when we go to these parties and we haven't connected with a couple, nothing's happening. No one's playing. We're like, you know what? You know what? We have each other and you know what? It's still going to be an awesome Absolutely. time and we are going to have sex in somebody else's bed and somebody else's house. And it's going to be fucking hot. Kids can't hear us and we can scream and yell and like, and we'll you know, make some noise and we'll make some noise. And then all of a sudden cherry on the top, someone else comes in and you're like, Oh, 
that was the couple we were eyeing, but they were a little shy. But now they're in here, and they're next to us. Oh, maybe it's going to be soft swap. Maybe it's going to be full swap. Don't know. And exactly. it just kind of unfolds in front of you. And you started that. Exactly. Yeah. We've had really, really good luck. Really good luck. And it, it just generally really amazing experiences, yes. especially really early on yes. in our lifestyle journey. Yes. With basically just starting as exhibitionists, basically having sex with each other, but in an open area. Yeah. And it's it started some very <laughs> memorable evenings for both of us. <laughs> so fun. So if you're on the opposite side, you would be referred to as a voyeurist or voyeurism. And that's someone who loves watching people have sex or performing any type of sexual activity. We see lots of voyeurs mm -hmm. at hotel takeovers and parties in general because everybody likes to watch somebody mm -hmm. else having sex. Sometimes they have chairs set up at, at, as an audience to Absolutely. watch, which is sexy and hot. You, you're putting on a show. Exactly. So the voyeurs get mm -hmm. to watch, watch and the exhibitionists get, get to show. Perform. And it, it's great. Now, the voyeurism, of course, can lead to other things right. because you, you get excited enough where you want to join and participate. But voyeurism is a very safe approach to being able to watch. And for a couple who's maybe a little shy and they want to be in that sexy environment and maybe mm -hmm. enjoy each other's company, but maybe they're not quite ready to jump yes. onto the bed. Right. Or, or it, it kind of... I think for a lot of people, it eases them into that sensory overload because there's just, I mean, <laughs> for it's, crying out loud, if you've never porn. seen live porn or sex in public before, your your mind it's is blown. crazy. Your mind is blown. You're like, what the heck am I just watching right now? It's amazing. It's fantastic. <laughs> All right. Now we're going to get into some of the more kinky sides. Yes. And... These are things that we thought we would mention, but they're, they're not necessarily everybody's cup of tea. Some people more or less. All right. First one, bondage. The sexual practice of tying up or restraining a partner. This can be anything from, you know, your, your standard rope or uh, a pillowcase. There's some great techniques for using pillowcases as a bondage mechanism. So anybody can do this. And it can involve different types of stimulation to the body or not. I mean, sometimes bondage is just, you know, hey, well, let's, let's combine a couple terms here. So you're going to bind your partner to a chair or a bed and then watch your partner enjoy themselves with someone else on the bed. Oh. So you're strapped to a chair and they're having fun. So there's your cuckold, there's your bondage, there's your mm -hmm. sub, your dom. It starts to get there very quickly and you start mashing these terms up. It's kind of like Scrabble. Or right. or, or you want to tie up your husband to a chair while you like give him a, 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 lap, a dance. lap dance because you know he can't keep his hands to himself. Uh, no, and you no, want and you... <laughs> I know you can't, I have to tie you up if I were to do that because <laughs> no, 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 I can't, I can't, you can't keep your hands up. No. And, and I want to tease you. I want to torture you Yes. with my sexuality and my lap dance mm. and the fact that you can't touch me. Put it on me, baby. <laughs> so I have to tie you up. It, it has happened. It's a thing. 
The unfortunate thing is I'm really good at getting out of knots. I know, and I suck at knots, so... See, there it's you go. It's, it's, it's a delay. It's more of a speed bump than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Domination. Allowing another person to exert control over you. This can vary from verbal communication to restraints or restrictions on your daily activities. Right. And this so, is... Holy crap, this is like a big topic. Yes. I mean, you could do a whole... Actually, you could do an entire podcast on the topic yes. of domination and kink. Mm -hmm. And we're not going to get into that. But the, the concept is out there for you to, to research on your own if you are dom-inspired. Yes. The... Another terminology that's that's thrown around when you start getting into the kink world is sadomasochism or just being a sadist. Um, and that is giving or receiving of pleasure from acts involving the receipt of infliction of pain or humiliation. Paddling, uh, even some forms of domination can actually be um, kind of a verbal abuse, if you will. But there's a there's an undercurrent to all of this of respect and mm -hmm. and a a knowledge of trust between partners. Yes. If you're interested in this, there are lots of places to go and do more research on it, more detail on it, and we won't get into it because it's it's not particularly our thing. But we do we have run across a number of people mm -hmm. who are um, and to to quote this person that we can refer to as she's a pain slut. She enjoys being hurt. Um, not particularly our cup of tea. Um, we have some friends who are very much into it, but we're not. Um, Phoebe bruises very easily and she doesn't heal very quickly. And her being into uh, sadomasochism wouldn't be a particularly good lifestyle for her because she would just be purple most of the time i know i know she'd never heal would be the, very sad but the nipple rings the little suction cuppy things with the little o-rings around the nipples that was kind of fun yeah well that's just stimulation though that's not necessarily pain slight amount of pain you're you're felt like pain to me <laughs> you're really into a little bit of nipple biting yes and some soft spanking yes and maybe some pinching and some nipple twisting yes but nothing you know nothing overt exactly yeah very 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 subtle very yes sensual kinds of yes pain all right <laughs> we've got one last term to to talk about and this is actually a really good term to end on because this is something that will come up if you venture into the full swap arena of swinging and that has to do with barebacking or basically having sex without a condom having sex with condoms is highly recommended for two reasons one you don't necessarily know who this person is that you're having sex with you just met them uh, it's a casual thing it's a one-night stand even if you've known them for a while you don't know who their other partners are and so we'll go back into sex ed 101 on mm -hmm. this one and that is putting your penis into somebody else's body you're going to exchange fluids 
those fluids can contain infections, communicable infections. And it can be something as simple as BV, bacterial vaginosis, or it can be something as bad of venereal disease, AIDS, gonorrhea. These things still are around. And I think there's less of a, less of a feel that it's a pandemic, but it's still a thing. And as a responsible adult, you need to think about the risks that you're involving yourself in when you have sex with people. Mm-hmm. Good old condoms. They're provided at most of the parties, and we yep. recommend that couples partake in that way. Yep, or bring your own. In closing, we hope you find these definitions will help guide you in deciphering profiles, interpreting salacious offers, and generally understanding what it all means. And I hope that this podcast was very informative for you. I know it was, hopefully it wasn't too technical and too boring, but we, we really strive to give you an education with our podcasts and we, we promise to interject some, some sexy podcasts in between. We have a, we have a cruise podcast review coming up soon, so that should be pretty sexy. That's right. So please keep tuning in and and listening. Thank you for joining us for this episode and listening to Ed and Phoebe at Swinger University. Please send us comments, or if you would like to share a personal story, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us via email at swingeruniversity at gmail.com. Hey, have you heard? SDC is more than just a dating site. They have expert contributors and educators like us, and from all around the world to guide you in everything from how to talk to your partner about swinging and the different kinds of open relationships. You can also find out what you need to know before opening up your relationship, common swinger conflicts, and how to resolve them. Have you ever wanted to know what a swingers club is like? How to meet other swingers? Find a unicorn? Be a hot wife? Well, you can find all that information as well and much, much more. Check out SDC by clicking the link in the show notes and get your free seven-day membership.